Due to COVID-19, we have been unable to hold our usual services today. So this podcast is from a previous unpublished service. Thank you for listening. Right, so today we're going to look at I am the light of the world. Do the memory verse in a little bit. Okay, so close your eyes for me, everybody. Close your eyes. I want you to imagine that you are in your bedroom at night and it it is really, really dark. No lights. Blackout blinds are up. No lights. Can you imagine how dark it is? And then suddenly there's a huge bang. Or perhaps somebody's alarm goes off and you go, oh, I have a major shock. And you wake up and it's pretty scary, isn't it? When it's really dark in your room. So would this be good news or bad news if a light appeared? It would be good news, wouldn't it? Perhaps your night light might come on. All right. Or perhaps a little chink of moonlight might creep through your window and suddenly the darkness disappears. Okay, close your eyes again. All right, so now this time you've been walking and you got a bit lost. And as a result of that, it's gone really dark where you weren't expecting to be out walking in the dark. You're in this wood and it's gone really dark start tripping over things, and it really gets to be scary. Open your eyes. Would this be good news or bad news if you found it in your pocket? Why would it be good news, Connor? It's a light, isn't it? What could you use the torch for? If you shine it on the floor, you'll be able to see where you're walking now, wouldn't you? Right, close your eyes again. Right. Now I want you to imagine that you're out on the sea on a big ship. Can you see yourself on the ship? All right, now you're starting to feel a bit sick because there's a storm, the waves are going up and down, up and down. All right, and the poor captain who's trying to navigate the ship is getting in a bit of a panic because it's dark and he knows that there's some rocks not too far away. And then he thinks, oh, and he sees this. Look, open your eyes. Is a lighthouse good news or bad news for the captain of the ship? Good news. Why is it good news? That's right. That's the purpose of a lighthouse, isn't it? That's why they were built. Right, They were put on places where there were lots of rocks so that people who were coming in with their ships would be kept safe and not crash onto the rocks. Even on the darkest or stormiest night, they could be kept safe. And I've got the memory verse for you. Jesus said, I am, what is he? Hang on, what is he? The light of the world, whoever follows me. Okay, so you see, we're using the picture of of a lighthouse. As it says on the slide here, Jesus leads us on the safe path through life. When the Israelites were going through the desert with Moses, right, God was always with them by using a cloudy 
a pillar of cloud in the daytime and a pillar of fire at night. So he was like a light with them walking through the wilderness, helping them to keep safe and also keep on the right road. Now, you can imagine in the wilderness, there would be all sorts of scary animals and, and insects and things like that at night. All right. But God was always with them, giving him his protection. And Jesus says that he will do the same for us. Right. OK. He might not be keeping us literally safe from scary animals or even people who might attack us if we we're out at, in the dark at night. But when we carry Jesus' light with us, right, he will help us stay on the safe path through life. And he will take us eventually safely to heaven and he will help us to avoid things in life that are going to spoil our life, trouble that we might get into because Jesus will teach us the right way. So Jesus will keep us on a safe path. So he is just like a lighthouse. So the lighthouse shone up the rocks. So you didn't bump into the rocks. Jesus will provide a light in our life to guide us through. In the, in the Bible, it actually says, your word is like a light to my path. So Jesus lights up the path of life for us and walks with us day by day. Just imagine for a minute then what it would be like if you were blind. We used to have a little girl in the school where I work who was blind. And she went through all through school. She learned how to read and write in Braille. She was a super, super little girl. And she struggled all the way through and made sure that she tried to stay on course with the other children. All right. Just imagine what it would have been like if it had been you. All right. So we're going to have a story now about Jesus and a blind person. And all of the children are going to go to the back. And Joe is going to take the part of Jesus. All right. And you're going to go with Jesus. So all the children go with Joe to the back of the church. All right. Marcus is going to take the part of the blind person. Here comes this. Now, what I need you to do, everybody, all right, the children can do this if they can, if they can, if they can read the words from the screen, but I want the adults to help out. The prompts will come up. So the adults, you are going to be the crowd in the story. Are you ready? Okay, so I need... I need to begin because I've got the script here. So it goes like this. Today, I want each of you here to imagine that you have been following Jesus in his travels and that you are part of a large crowd. As words come up on the screen, please help. Please speak them out as loudly as you can. Oh, who have we here? It is Bill begging again. He has been blind since he was born, and the only way he can make a living is by begging. Hang on a moment. 
I think I can see Jesus. He is coming into Jericho. I wonder if he's going to do anything exciting today. It's Jesus. Welcome to Jericho. Welcome to Jericho. Jesus of on everybody. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. How dare you shout at Jesus? Be quiet, Bill. Show some respect. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Lord, I want to see. I can see. Thank you, Lord. Everybody, praise God. Praise him who makes the blind to see. Okay, so now in the second one, right? The number two is Jesus helps us to see things as they really are so that we are not walking in darkness. Now, Jesus can do this in two ways. Right? The first way is that as Jesus turns the light on in our life, Jesus turns the light on in our life, it shows to us all the good things about God. It shows us how much he loves us, how good he's been to us, how merciful he's been to us, how he keeps us on that safe road through life. So that's the first thing that it shows us. The second thing that it shows us is the thing I want us to think a lot about for a little while this morning. All right, and that is that it can show up things in our life that are perhaps not so good. All right, now again, close your eyes and I want you to imagine your bedroom when it looks a tip. Perhaps it looks a tip all the time. All right, if it isn't a tip, all right. Imagine what it would be like if it was a tip with everything thrown out the drawers, toys all over the floor, an absolute mess and covered in dust because nobody's been in there for weeks to sort it out. Turn the light off. Then somebody comes along, probably mom, <laughs> at some point, turns the light on in the room. Thank you. And oh my goodness me, what a mess is revealed. All, right, all that stuff all over the floor, all piled up on your bed, hanging out your cupboard drawers and so on. All right. Now, Jesus said that he will shine in the darkness. Now, there are lots of people probably in our world today who actually prefer, in a strange sort of way, to be in the dark. Because the things that they plan to do, they want covered up. Imagine somebody like going to rob a bank or go out and hurt someone. They won't do it in broad daylight because they're going to get caught. All right? They're going to do it under the cover of darkness. 
right? And Jesus actually talks about that, that people sometimes prefer to be in the dark. But when Jesus shines his light into your life, all those things that perhaps you thought you'd got hidden away are actually going to be shone on and can be seen by you and, of course, by Jesus. Now, the wonderful thing is that although Jesus sees all the dirt in our life, he still loves us and still made a way possible so that all that dirty stuff in our life can be forgiven. So thank you, Marie. You can turn that off. So what I would just like you to do for a moment, and I think, um, Callum, if you could turn, I think it's the next slide. Yeah. So let's have a look at what's on the slide. It says, Jesus shines his light in our hearts. It shows up our sin. That's, that, that's the Bible word for it, isn't it? The things that we do wrong, but also the things that we ought to have done that we didn't get around to doing, like loving other people, being kind. Sometimes we don't do the things that we should be doing. But we all know that there are certain things that we do do or say or think that when Jesus shines his light on it, we know that it's bad. And the, what Jesus wants us to do is to realize that that is the case and to say that we're sorry. So I'd like you just for a moment to bow your head. Everybody could do that, please. Right, and just allow the light of Jesus just for a moment to shine into your heart. And is there anything this morning that you know? Marie, come and sit down, please. And and Lee, come on, you can be doing this. You're rounding up, up enough to be doing this. All right, just think for a moment. Is there something that you are conscious of that God is making you conscious of this morning? Something that perhaps you should have done that you didn't do. Or something that you have done that you know you shouldn't have done. Let Jesus' light shine into your heart. And then we're going to say this together because even if we can't think of anything now, we know that in the past there have been things that we've not done that are right. So let's look up at the screen and we're going to say these words together. Are you ready? So, Lord God, our Heavenly Father, we confess that we have sinned against you in the things that we have thought, said, and done. We are really sorry, and we ask you to help us turn away from these sins and do the right thing. Please forgive us and set us free to walk in the light. Amen. Okay, so if you've if you said amen and made that your prayer at the end, thank you for taking part in that. Right, so finally, we've got one other thing to think about this morning, and that is Jesus is a little bit like a candle. Right, okay, do you remember at the start I said that um, in the Old Testament, when God, the, the children of Israel were walking through the wilderness, God walked with them in the cloud in the daytime, a pillar of cloud in the daytime, and a pillar of fire at night. 
His presence was always with them, never left them in all of the years that they walked. It was 40 years that they walked through the wilderness and God never left them. And this is really where I want to finish this morning. I want to remind you that because Jesus says he is the light of the world, I am the light of the world. You will never walk in darkness but have the light of life. Jesus is always with us. Just like you can keep, I mean, this is obviously a candle that would last for a long time because it's in a jar. All right. The light will shine on and shine on and shine on. This light would eventually run out. But Jesus' light is never going to run out and his presence is never going to run out. It will always be with you. In fact, all right, in the Bible, Jesus actually said, all right, these words, all right, I will never leave you. I'll be with you till the end of the age, it says in the Bible. I will always be with you. Now, I wonder if any of the Sunday school children, we'll start with them first, all right, knows what the word, the name Emmanuel means. Anybody remember from their Sunday school class? Emmanuel, Jesus was given the name Emmanuel as well as the name Jesus. In the Bible, he's also called Emmanuel. Does anybody know? All right, so who shall we? Um, Becky, I'm trusting you not to let us down. So the name Emmanuel means God with us. Well, let's give Becky a clap. <laughs> So, children, what does Emmanuel mean? God with us. So, when Jesus came, his role was to bring God to be with us. So, if we've got Jesus' light in our life, that means that God is with us. God is with us inside here in part, as part of us. God is always with us. He says, I will always be with you. So no matter what comes against us in life, whether it's good times or bad times, and it's guaranteed that you'll have both at some point in life, right? You probably already have. You know what it's like to have good, happy times. And I'm sure all of you know what it's like to have times when you're feeling really fed up and down and things seem difficult, right? Jesus has promised to be with you even in the bad times, always with you, always shining, always wanting to help you along life's way. What have we learned this morning? We've learned three things. Number one, who thinks they know what number one was? Shh, go on. It was, it was like a lighter. So Jesus keeps us on the... On the, well, it, on the safe what? On the safe, on the safe. Well, th safe through life on a safe path. Let's see if you're right. There we are. Jesus leads us on the safe path through life. Well done. Number two. What was number two? Think about Marie shining the light, Jesus shining the light on our hearts. What does it show up? What does it show up? Shall we check what the board says? Come on, let's look at number two. 
It says Jesus helps us see things as they really are so that we are not walking in darkness. Oh, Jesus shows us good things, but he also shows up the bad things in our life and wants us to be sorry for that and put it right. And then the last one, easy peasy, because we've just done it. Thank you, Callum. Right, Jesus promises that he will never leave us. 